Hello and welcome to Season 1 Pod, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend television series that only aired one season. My name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. And this week, we watched Low Winter Sun. Uh, Presley, I'm really <laughs> excited to hear... Us. Really excited to hear what your thoughts are, but first, let's play the intro song, and let's get a little synopsis, if you would. Yeah, let's hit it. Right, so Low Winter Sun was an AMC television show that aired back in 2013. The show focuses on Detroit police officer Frank Agnew, played by Mark Strong, and Joe Geddes, played by Lenny James, who uh, opened the series by murdering a fellow detective and staging his body as a suicide. We learn that this fellow detective is actually Joe's partner, uh, who is being investigated by IA. Uh, The morning after... uh, we see this investigation come to light and everybody's wondering where the murdered police officer is when he doesn't show up for work. Uh, when they find the staged suicide, uh, who has been quote unquote drowned in a river, uh, it is discovered that the criminal informant at the center of the internal affairs investigation, uh, of this officer who they've killed, uh, is actually chopped up in the trunk of the vehicle that was, that the police officer was killed in. So now we have basically one stage suicide uh, and a murder, presumably by the cop that is now believed to have committed suicide. Uh, Frank and by extension, Joe are put on the case to solve the murder that they themselves perpetrated, which only complicates things as it's revealed the kind of twisted web uh, of this officer and Joe, who we find out is a dirty cop. Along with the twisted going on, we also are following some of the criminal elements uh, of Detroit and their involvement, various gangs and uh, members uh, specifically dealing with like cocaine deals. And that was where that internal affairs investigation is. Uh, Along with other crooked cops, including we discover the chief of the police department that Frank and Joe work in kind of a little complicated. Mm, Uh, Finally, uh, like to top it all off, Frank is also dealing with and is coerced to help kill this police officer by Joe because his uh, sex worker girlfriend partner kind of uh, Katya uh, is he believes has been killed, but is actually in hiding kind of from Frank, but also kind of at gunpoint from Joe. Uh, anyway, uh, the show culminates with Joe killing Katya uh, by throwing her off of a balcony and the AI investigation, sorry, the IA investigation, internal affairs, uh, being thrown out due to a false confession by a co- former cop friend of Frank's who has kind of, he keeps kind of showing up throughout the series. He, he's unfortunately gone home, uh, homeless and doesn't have any type of uh, goodwill towards anybody. Uh, and so he is basically taking the fall for uh, this murder. And planted and, evidence. And, yeah, yeah, Frank has to plan evidence. Anyway, all of this ends the show, and presumably then it's back to the status mm-hmm. quo for whatever next seasons would come. Yeah. Uh, that was Low Winter Sun. Thanks a lot, Anna. I'm calling you out directly because yeah. you made us watch this Anna, show. Anna, that, that show. This show, man, um, what to say. I think that, uh, so, I put, I, as is um, – not typical fashion, but as sometimes happens, life happens. And I yep. didn't watch this show for quite some time. Um, I basically binged all of it yesterday. And um, <laughs> this is uh, becoming a trend for you. Andrew. I know. I know. I'm just so busy. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, but so we gave ourselves two weeks <laughs> yeah, between, exactly. epi- between episodes of exactly. the pod is so that we actually have time more or less. Yeah. And sometimes even with all that extra time, we it's end still, up having to binge it because yeah. I did it over three days yeah. this time. So I'm um, not dissimilar from you. Uh, my girlfriend came over and we actually watched most of it together and we were like, um, my, okay. So my biggest question in this, in this series, and I'm asking yeah. you, you're asking me, it's, it's, 
not the question you always ask, which is who is this for? We can get to that. Yeah. Um, who am I supposed to be rooting for? It is a very good question. Right. And the answer <clears throat> is Frank. Because right. Because prior to... It is not shown well in the show, but prior to him helping in this murder, which he is coerced into doing because he believes that this uh, this cop killed his uh, his love interest, right? Uh, prior to that, he has been nothing but a good officer with an exceptional clearance rate and like a stand-up person. Uh, that is not made explicitly clear to us until very late in the show via uh, the internal affairs investigation. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like he kind of was complicit with a lot of what the stuff Joe and um, Brendan were doing. He knew it. He, it he seemed was like not he directly involved. It. No, because we see the scene where he is going through all their old files and he keeps seeing that everything's ruled a suicide. Remember? Hmm. And that's when he discovers that this is a far more pervasive issue than he had realized. And then he starts calling the families of those victims right. uh, that were ruled suicides when they were really like homicides or assassin whatever they were, right. and is trying to kind of make amends for that. And he even has the intention of turning himself in for the murder of Brennan, who's the who's the uh, police officer that they killed. Uh, but then that kind of gets all top like tossed all higgledy piggledy. Uh, for for various reasons. Yeah, um, he didn't seem like it, it a is good. Muddy, you're right. He didn't seem like a good person or a good cop to me because one, he allowed himself to be coerced into murdering another man. If he was supposedly a clear, you know, had a clear record before this, and he wasn't a dirty cop, he allowed himself to be talked into or coerced into into killing this guy, and then yep. we also find out in like the penultimate episode that he has a restraining order against or his wife uh, ex-wife has a restraining order against him and he's a fucking psycho. Yeah, he clearly ha that's why I called it out in the in the synopsis cuz you kind of get the sense like oh well he's really uh he's really sad about the loss of this uh this this lover that he had but then it's he's just like, obsessed with when her. you realize yeah, he's like obsessed with any woman that kind of gives him attention um and like yeah. it's it's very complicated, and I agree with you that the driving force to kill somebody is tenuous at best. Yeah. But from his perspective in that moment, he is uh, being uh, uh, doused in liquor, so to speak, right? Trying to kind of work his way up to being able to do this murder. Right. And he believes that in cold blood, this other detective, who he already hates... Uh, mm -hmm. murdered and then dismembered the the woman that he is quote-unquote in love with really just kind of obsessed with right and so that's where like i can i would never go that far obviously because i'm not a sociopath yeah uh, but he is uh feeling that drive for yeah some reason. i <clears throat> here's my thing though is murder is never okay right like true one, one it's not like the real world shouldn't be, especially for, for someone who's an officer, supposedly a good guy and all this, like it's not an eye for an eye, you know, right. um, he should have turned this dude in and right. Like followed the right process and everything. Um, so I, I don't know. I never really got the feeling that, um, he was that great of a cop because it seemed like he was, he knew all the, 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 like, crime syndicate dudes at the international he like knew all of them but i guess he knew them by extension of knowing maya which was his former best friend and partner's um ex-wife but yeah uh, i don't know i he pretty immediately went to instead of any sort of remorse at all for murdering this guy they immediately went into okay let's cover it up and and either pin it on someone or let's run it until it goes cold and bury evidence and all this shit. And that doesn't yeah, feel I mean, like a good the, cop thing for me. Uh, yes, I think you're correct. And I think that is a, a core problem with the show that you're calling out. Yeah. Uh, on top of the fact that like, he really doesn't want to do other crimes to 
uh, further his own crime, right? Like right. he makes it a point that they are not pinning it on somebody that isn't also a murderer, right? Like sure. they're trying to find basically a patsy who they can reasonably put in jail who is also doing bad things anyway yeah. so that it kind of like glosses over it's like well this yeah. person didn't murder the person that we murdered but they are themselves a murderer so we need yeah. to kind of tie it they're all they're like together. oh we have this triple homicide he did kill one of the guys so let's just see right. if we can bully and 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 yeah. torture him into uh first admitting the murder he did commit and then getting right. him to just admit that he did the other two um yeah I, which also I, not I totally a good agree. cop tactic like so here the, here's the thing the reason why i asked the question yeah of please of who am I supposed to be rooting for is because the only person I was rooting for the whole time is the guy I think we're supposed to hate the most, which is the IA cop. Yeah. And every <laughs> cop show you ever watch, you're supposed to hate IA because they're like, yeah, for some reason, not good cops and they're rats and they're this and they're that. But like, I think in reality, like IA is just actually looking out and trying to make sure that the, police department functions with integrity and there's not a bunch yeah, of certainly cops, in this case right like he, at least certainly like in this he, case so in, in the last moments of the show like when the in the last few moments we see him kind of lose his mind a little bit over the fact that they're throwing out this case because he has like a slam dunk he's got it knowing he's got him dead to right frank and joe did this yeah. right and at the end he like basically beats a laptop into a desk so hard that the laptop explodes while he's screaming at Frank that he knows that he's right. Mm -hmm. Like he, he's saying, you know, I'm he right. has him dead to rights. I know yeah, I'm yeah. right. He's literally yeah. like yelling it repeatedly. Yep. And then we see him mm -hmm. like get undressed from when he gets home and like pours himself a scotch or whatever. And is just watching the video feed yep. of the supposed, uh, you know, suicide victim, the person that they killed, like mm -hmm. going to his home and then, them leaving and all these things that they staged but like he is so convinced and he is right like we as the audience know that everything that the IA person is doing is right and he is legitimately trying to get these cops who are dirty and have committed a murder yeah. off off of the beat yeah and it's uh I agree with you the crazy thing to me is that like and I'm sure this probably happens in real life too which um I, unfortunately it doesn't really surprise me that much is that like the chief who who isn't a dirty yeah. cop? He's been he's been his reputation and his uh, case close closures and everything is just basically made um, compromised by the dirty cops, right? He just doesn't know that they're dirty cops. Well, so it's implied that he's dirty by Frank when he goes to his house in the penultimate episode and says, how does a nurse and a police chief uh, on your guys' salary afford this size of a home and a pool? Right, Basically sure. implying that he's taking money under the table to uh, to quiet some of these. That yeah, is not like fair. confirmed. But we also see in the final episode when when the police chief calls Frank to ask him where he is before Frank decides that he's going to try to go on a run, Joe is in the room with him. And they're like, Frank, we know what's going on. Like, you need to come in because, like, this is not working out for you. Yeah, because um, Joe told him also, that he murdered that they that they murdered that dude that murdered Brendan. Right. Yeah. And he also stands in front of the door of the bathroom when they're literally like waterboarding yeah. their suspects yeah. who they're trying to basically coerce to, to do yeah. what they're talking about. So I'm not saying he's nearly, he's not a murderer, right? You yeah. are right that he is not nearly. I, I as, think it's uh, like it just borders on bad. like kind of unethical. Right. Yeah. As a, yeah, as a yeah. Cop. He's much more unethical than yeah. he is. Like, than he is like a dirty or cop or a bad. Yeah. Anyways, um, I, I think the whole time watching the series, I kept asking myself, I was like, who am I supposed to be rooting for? And and that was the problem, right? Because I think yeah. the answer it, from the writer's perspective and from from the the producer's perspective is, yeah, you're supposed to be rooting for Frank. But in reality, yeah. that's the answer that I had, right? In reality, like. I didn't find his character that redeeming or like someone that I would want to support. Like not only even if he wasn't a dirty cop or didn't do this murder, like he's a shitty human being. Clearly he like, yeah, he's got problems. He, he's obsessed and is basically stalking this sex worker who like, can, you can tell that, that she also cares for him, but I don't think it was in the same way necessarily. Yeah. Um, but he's and like obsessed with her. And she had left a voicemail on the the cop that they killed's yeah. uh, phone 
that he discovers after they've killed him that just says like, yes, like that's all she says. Right. And he like keeps playing it back to himself, yeah. like knowing that she was in on something yeah. and it's never really resolved what that was. Mm-mm. But we know that that, that Katya eventually was used to lure the criminal informant so that then he could murder and butcher Brennan could murder and butcher, yeah. put him in the car and then Brennan was killed. Right. Yeah. Um, and Joe said he didn't see any of this. He just was told by Brennan, even though he was, we later see through flashbacks that he was present for the whole thing yeah. and was the one who was supposed to kill Katya, but then set uh, her free, told her to get right. out. Uh, he told her you're dead. Yeah. Leave. He took her up to Ontario. Yeah. Um, they, they went over the border yeah. anyway. So the, sorry, I was just going to finish my point. No, is that yeah, finish your point. Uh, the whole time we're watching Frank, not be that great of a guy. You know, he like is obsessed with Katya. She tells him to go away. Like, I don't actually like care about you, whatever. And then he goes and sleeps with one of the other officers who actually likes yep. him. And it basically, yep. because and he's who just, is a very, very good cop and is a very good cop. She's like the only good cop in there. <laughs> yep. And he, she had made a move on him the night before he was still obsessed with Katya. She had told him to like, give it up. Yeah, and yep. so he was like, no, you know, not interested kind of thing. And then immediately after she told him, Katya said, like, no, he went to this chick's house and, like, basically forced himself on him on her. I mean, she yep. she clearly, like, allowed him in and, and was very passionate with him and whatever, but, like, all he did was go over there and take advantage of someone who wanted him when he didn't feel the same way that she felt about him. And I just... Anyway, yep. and, then, and then we find out that he... He, like holds some lady at gunpoint <laughs> at the airport when he's trying to escape when his vehicle was, he was literally right in front of his vehicle. He did not need to hold this chick at gunpoint to get her car and steal her car. There's nothing wrong with his. Well, the reason that he does that is because he has what amounts to a heart attack or a panic attack. Well, or yeah, something. He had a heart attack and she's trying to get help and he doesn't want to be caught. And well, so that's why it happens. I know, but, <laughs> then he takes her car and I'm just saying like, this is just building the case where he's not a great guy. Like he's not the guy. No, he's not a great support. guy. I'm not, I'm and, not trying know, to defend him. I'm trying you, to give context to the listeners. Yeah. And then you go find, uh, or then, then he goes to his ex wife's place, um, who she's remarried. She has a, a baby boy and he goes to her place, shows up and she's like, go away. Like you have a restraining order. He's been sending her packages for like four weeks just random care packages four months, four months, four months. whatever yeah four months sorry for four months he's been sending her packages and she has a restraining order he's clearly he's violating in the moment that restraining order and then he like subjects her and her baby boy to his like like potential suicide. potential suicide attempt because he like you know holds a yep. gun to his head and he's like i'm gonna fucking do it and whatever and like this is not a good person so I don't root yeah, for that I, guy. I'm like, he's not, he's the main character, but he's not someone that I want to root for. And I think that so was the, I think, the main problem with this show was like, the guy I'm supposed to root for is a bad person. I'm not rooting for him, you know? Yeah. And I think that the show needed about maybe like not one more episode's worth, but like half an episode's worth of context to show prior to this kind of descent that Frank was a good cop yeah, and was a good really guy prior to this. Believe it. And then this needed to be revealed because the way it's revealed is actually well paced and good to show that he's like kind of just obsessive and weird, especially with the whole like kind of twist of the ex-wife thing. But we needed to see like this kind of upstanding gentleman first yeah. before like the, the literal first scene is them murdering this guy. Yeah. It, it, it is not subtle. Right. And not only, that but like you're right that all these things do not paint a good photo of him mm-hmm. we see him do various good deeds throughout the show that are, are he has no ulterior motive he he does some good things for the good of others yeah. several times but it is not enough to justify murder obviously because nothing's enough to justify murder right. but we need to see like a likable character become dislikable because then the show would have been a, quite a bit better i think yeah kind of countering your point and and trying to fix the show as is often the thing that we end up doing on this yeah. show because like you're right and i agree with you almost completely i think from a character standpoint he's still compelling and interesting as a, as a character i don't think we get enough contrast to make it uh, a full transformation or a full understanding of it though you're right yeah and i think that you hit the nail on the head if we if we had more of an example or more information to suggest that he 
wasn't a piece of shit cop before this because that's what it feels like because like he just you know it doesn't feel like he was really that great of a guy before this so but if they had yeah. built the foundation and shown that he was a good guy and this one murder has like sent him off the rails and he's like kind of spinning out and trying to figure out what the fuck yep. to do maybe i would have cared a little more about him um, i agree the I only think we both, both yeah, feel that way the only person i cared about was the ia guy and then the um i can't remember her name do you have her name uh danny yes yeah danny so danny was the um was the guy that he slept with that she was the only like good cop um, right and she even ended up wearing a wire because she had a bad feeling about him and he was being really sussy about like the whole brendan's whole murder and everything and she ended up wearing a wire and, and was working with the ia cop to get him and joe yep um she's like the only person the only cop there that we saw that was like worth rooting for. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's like, so obviously if you're listening this far, you can tell, I probably don't have a very favorable, favorable opinion of the show. And I think that's probably the main reason is, is because the people I wanted to root for are not the people I'm supposed to root for. Um, because the, the premise or the setup of who these guys were that are the main characters was just, done in a fashion that made them immediately look bad with no redeeming qualities and then you're like well obviously don't want to see them succeed and I, i've watched shows where like the main character is a bad dude and is, is some bad guy or whatever and you're rooting for him like i've seen shows do that yeah the anti-hero show is very yeah. popular these guys didn't do that <laughs> you know uh well, or they I didn't think... do that so and, and you're pointing pointing to like the the ways in which the show presents a narrative in a half told way, a lot of it's presented like in media res or we're kind of supposed to just pick up on what these characters are doing and who Mm -hmm. they are. And that's like the other big problem with this show is that it keeps presenting the stories and the, uh, the criminal side of the criminal endeavor that we're kind of watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is a very difficult to follow, which is already just a problem in and of itself. Yeah. But B seems super unrelated to the plot of the main show Wildly, uh, of yes. these two detectives trying to basically figure out how to get away with murder. Right. And it is really distracting and boring. And yep. so I am, I'm a little bit less in the camp of disliking the show because of the way it presents Frank, because I think I like his character a little bit more than you do. But I think like we end up kind of on the same page because yeah. I feel the same way about this latter half of the story because half of the show's runtime is dedicated to this criminal element trying to basically break out of being just like distributors of cocaine yeah and are trying to like set up like a uh a kind of uh sex house brothel yeah you know right thing and and distribute drugs on their own and yeah shit. and distribute yeah. drugs right and like uh supplant the other big bosses that they've kind of been under the thumb of for so long mm-hmm. but i don't really care at all and it's yeah. not interesting and the characters aren't interesting and it's just like boring i don't know yeah it's it's like the only reason the only reason clearly that 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 they are in the movie or excuse me the show is that damon yeah. which is kind of like their leader murders the guy who was working with brendan right and sure great Important context. There's a du- <laughs> there's a double murder, right? And that's important right. to their case and tying things up. And and you know, there's a clear tie for Damon in that. But we didn't need to see their entire like criminal ring trying to create, like you said, a, a brothel and like all this other stuff. Like he can just be trying to figure out a way to stay low key under the radar and not be pinned for murder, right? Well, and this goes back to like, we needed the 30 minutes of setup to show A, uh, Frank and Katia's connection, B, the inciting murder that starts the process of them murdering Brennan, right? Because the murder of the CI is what really starts the whole ball rolling. And the connection of these dirty cops, Joe and Brennan, to the criminal element that then commits the third and final murder that is all 
ties this all together. Right. We needed 30 minutes in the first episode to show all of that. And then the show could be what it is. And it would probably already be a lot better of a show as a yeah. result because we would understand the stakes of all the characters right out of the gate versus kind of getting it drip fed to us over six or seven episodes until like the final episodes, like the last two or three, where you actually understand why all these characters yeah. are present. Where the show actually happens. And yeah, where because I think the last three episodes are the strength of the show. Yeah. And I, I think they do a very good job. No and one was you can watching feel at the that tension. Point, yes. True, yeah. <laughs> but you can feel the tension that the show is trying to create from the get-go yeah. of this kind of uneasy alliance between Frank and Joe. Because Frank and Joe are not partners. Mm-hmm. They are, in fact, killing Joe's partner. But they are kind of semi-partners because they've agreed to do this terrible deed together. They've now become right? partners. But you need the context, yeah. yeah. Uh, at one point, they say we're married. Uh, you know, uh, Joe, Joe says that we're married before he assaults him and it's just like wild because like it, it's it's wonderful to look at the show at, at, in the abstract level and say man if you just took 25 minutes of your runtime cut out some of the boring useless stuff and added back in some of the stuff that we see in flashbacks it's it is filmed we know that this stuff happened yeah. and just like re- i could recut the show in about four hours and make it a better show just by shifting some of those scenes around to the front of yep. the first episode. And that's all you need to do. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting. It's an interesting show, I guess. Um, I, it's not to say that it was all bad. It was just that I just wasn't rooting for like basically anybody in this, <laughs> in the show. And yeah, there was a and, lot and of extra fluff that just didn't feel like it needed to be in the show. Like you mentioned. Well, so. and I'll, I'll point out, and this might be an unfair comparison, but I think it's important. This was in the heyday of AMC, the AMC renaissance that yep. was happening. Yep. This was airing very similar to Breaking Bad, right. uh, Hell on Wheels, The Walking Dead, and Mad Men. All, you know, at their time when they were very relevant in pop culture, right. some of and continue to be some of the best shows ever made. Yep. And totally. I think this was trying to be their... Uh, their police version of those kinds of things, totally. right? Because each one has kind of a different niche, and one's like a historical drama, and one's uh, you know a, a a zombie fantasy thing, and one is like this very hyper realistic drug story, right? And so I think this is like the hyper realistic cop story, right? Yeah. Uh, and it just doesn't work as well as these other ones, right. and I think it didn't have as strong of writing, uh, which is a shame because the cast is actually really good in this show. It is a really um, good. Mark cast, Strong's yeah. Low-key, one of my favorite actors of all time, because every time I see him in anything, he's like, he always kills it. And he's doing a very good job in the show, but, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's unfortunate that he's not presented as a more compelling character throughout the whole show. Yeah. Um, especially when you consider the fact that he's British and you never once even kind of suspect it because he's so good at accents. Totally. True. Yeah. 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 No, the, the cast was great. It was It was a pretty stacked cast as far as I'm concerned, especially for the time. Um, yeah. That's what I mean, right? In 2013. Yeah, but it just, it didn't hit like all the other big like AMC Renaissance series. And I think it's important to, yeah. uh, to put it in the context of that because it's true. Like this was the 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 TV cop crime series thing that was yeah supposed to be part of their like Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know um, what I mean? And, and I think like, I was watching vigorously AMC at that time. Mm-hmm. I watched all of these shows as they were airing. You know, mm-hmm. some of them kind of fell on and off, and this one never even clocked my radar. Yeah, which just goes to the problem of you know, a I don't think the show was that successful, so AMC wasn't promoting it. Right, and B I think even if it was on my radar, I wouldn't have enjoyed it at the time because I don't think I had as you know nuanced of a palate in terms of like my enjoyment of TV shows at that time. Yeah, because I hadn't watched these prestige AMC shows yet that kind of yeah. showed me what sure. a type of television is that is a little bit different from the rest right you know i yeah. think right now we're seeing fx is kind of the new version of that right now because fx is, keeps releasing shows like this where mm-hmm. they're kind of out of left field and they're remarkable and really compelling and well written and strong and willing to sink a lot of money into it uh to get the show done well mm-hmm. and i think that's what amc was doing back then and this one just missed the mark yeah totally totally um it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show okay where I talk about how this show was not filmed in Vancouver, but was actually filmed in Detroit. Oh, yes. And you yes. can feel it. And it is, Detroit is a really, really good city to film a show in mm-hmm. because it has a lot of personality, both in the 
the newer parts of Detroit that you can tell are really well kept and really beautiful. And then the older, very decrepit, like motor city parts of Detroit, which are prominently featured in the show Mm -hmm. uh, and really make you feel like you're actually in this very gritty, uh, gritty city. I mean, it is. Um, and everybody always laughs at me and calls me out in the comments and in real life when we see our friends about how I always talk about how the show was or was not filmed in Vancouver. So I'm going to keep doing it now and say good job for filming in a place that isn't Vancouver or Los Angeles or New York. Uh, yes. Because it's always fun to see a different locale and the personality that that brings to the show. Because this show was better because it was filmed in a cool city like Detroit. 100% agree. Um, the setting was great. <laughs> yep. You see um, all the old graffiti and all the old yep. buildings and you also see them juxtaposed. You know, that's one of the things people like take these photos of the like falling apart auto factories in Detroit mm-hmm. and you'll see them cropped and it like looks like v- very barren and post-apocalyptic. But if you like widen the shot and just take like 10 steps further back the new headquarters of Toyota or whatever is 10 feet away and it's yeah. like this beautiful, amazing yeah, building. Totally. But they never show that, right? And this show kind of does do that where yeah. you watch them kind of just drive through these neighborhoods and you can tell it's like, okay, well, that's just a residential neighborhood. And then right next to it is this completely crumbled infrastructure. Yep, totally. Yeah. And they, it is, I think, representative of the larger narrative of the show as well. Right. Right. Like this good cop who's also this crumbling infrastructure. Yeah, totally. I, I think that was a really good, um, like, artistic thing that they did with, with the series. Yeah. I did like that. One of the things I didn't like. Um, <laughs> Going back one to of that. The other things that. Well, no, it's just there were a lot of, like, time jumps at the end of an episode. Then they would just, like, jump time or skip time i think one of the most jarring ones was um at the end of the episode when joe pushed katya off the balcony at that hotel yeah and then we immediately skip to um frank just knowing that katya was dead out of nowhere and just then having and then having like like, this crazy fucking day where he had like the heart attack and closed his bank account and sent his money to his ex-wife and all this shit um he just like knew katya was dead there was no reason that he needed to know she was dead she just wasn't at the house that he went to she could have been out with friends she could have been doing literally anything else like and there were a lot of those we also know how much he's been keeping tabs on it yes yeah um i don't know it was just weird there are a I lot of jumps in time I mean, like this that, show has cuts. some some definite pacing issues that are brought to yeah. the fold by that exact example. Yeah. Because, you know, there are these kind of random jumps to other events that are happening. Yep. And you wonder when they're happening in the time frame and the, in the context. Mm-hmm. And missing that is a big part of why it doesn't land. I think, you know, we've, we've maybe talked about it to death at this point. Yeah. But it's just unfortunate because just restructuring a few things, adding one or two small little scenes or phone calls or bits of dialogue Mm -hmm. fixes a lot of these problems. But you know, the devil can be in the details in the show because this could have been a great show and it missed on those details. And that's what is so bad. You know, what's interesting is, is I'd already made the observation to myself mentally that like there were a lot of skips and a lot of jumps, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, the beginning of the episode, I think it's episode nine out of 10. Yeah. Um, we see him in the back of the police car. He's like, he's been arrested. It's raining. Yeah. You don't see who's on the front stoop. The episode previous to that, we had just seen him basically, uh, performing like a solo raid of this fucking like brothel house place or whatever. Yeah. Like he literally just walks in to this place, has no warrant. Any with of a, that. uh, with a bed post, with a bed post, like a bully club. Yeah, yeah. He just walks in there, flashes his badge and he's like, where's Kadia and like runs through or whatever. And then it cuts to the next episode and he's in the back of the, the a cop car. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So he got arrested. That's strange. Cause I wouldn't have thought those people would have probably called the cops. And so we're like, okay, all right. And then there's another cut and he's just driving. And we're, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then I, I think what's meant to it's meant to imply, and I think this happens a lot, is the like power of being a police officer and the loyalty that that totally, denotes amongst totally. the fellow police officers. But so what I was saying yeah. is, is what I liked though is I got baited into thinking that it was just another shitty cut, when in reality yeah. it was a cut, but it actually cut us to like 24 hours before. When he was just driving right. around doing his thing, and then this whole like day happens. This whole like completely yeah. fucked up day. He has a heart attack. He like 
does all the like closes out his bank account. He like goes to his ex wife's house and like um, has like a tries to flee to Germany. Crazy episode tries to flee to Germany, like all this stuff. And then at the end of that episode, he's in the back of the police car. Right. It circles. And back. he's been arrested. And then you realize like they actually didn't skip a bunch of context for like what happened. They were actually just being artistic and yeah. And doing a different kind of form of setup and payoff. Yeah. And so I originally, when they did that, I was like, what the fuck? I literally looked at my girlfriend. I was like, what the fuck just happened? He was just in the back of a car and they said, let's go back to like Detroit. And then, and then we got to the moment where it's you as a viewer realize like, Oh, he's being thrown in the car now. Like, Oh, it went back in time. And I was like, Oh, okay. But, but I think that the issue it's both a good and a bad. There were too many of those jump cuts that assumed time yeah, yeah. and and like just had no context. Or the person's just like, yeah, this person's dead now. Like, it, you think it's another poor it editing choice so rather than an artistic choice? Well, it, like it was both because yeah. they they had made too many of those choices, and then they made right. that choice in the right way. Yeah, and then I was like, but they oh, had well, lost the goodwill. I didn't even to do a, it. like the whole half, like the whole two thirds of the episode that was happening. I was like, where the fuck did he get out of the cop car? How how did he get out of the, how did he get out of that situation? Right. And then you know at the end you realize, well, this is how he actually got in this situation. I don't know. That was really good because I was like, oh, that was actually really good. I liked the way that they did that shot, like that whole episode, and kind yep. of like baited us into thinking he just got away with it or whatever. But anyways. Um, there's just a comment on like the duality of the quick time jumps and like the, the skips and how it was done really well and how it was done really poorly in the show. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I think you highlight it well. And I think it's, it's a, it, it's one of those shows where it bums me out because it could have been a really strong, uh, like legacy good cop show. Yeah. And I really think that they were going for, uh, the wire kind of vibe. hundred oh, percent. I was thinking because earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many of the parallels of like following both the the police element and the criminal element yep. and how those two dovetail into one another corruption as well as, you know, trying to do the right thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 foibles, uh, the wire is obviously a much better television show. Oh, and you yeah, should watch that course. instead of this show. Yeah, true. Uh, but I understand what they were going for. And I don't think it's like misplaced or a bad thing that they swung for it. I just think that they missed, you know, like, um, you know, it kind of leads maybe into our star ratings here in a moment, but like we, I I didn't hate this show. I I think it has some definite misses. I didn't hate it either. It's biggest defense is that it's mostly boring. Yeah. That's like where I draw the line because every single time there's a criminal part going on, I just tuned, tuned right out. Yeah. Um, the cop stuff is way more interesting and is way better shot, way better uh, dialogues, better. Everything mm-hmm. about it is better Everything. in every yep. way. Uh, and so it's like, okay, we'll take out half the show, turn it into a six episode miniseries and tighten up the script and only show, you know, show this kind of slow descent. And you have a, a phenomenal limited series versus a mediocre season of a television show. Agree. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think that there was a good base to this. There was a really good, um, the there was a lot of good possibility, and the, and the foundation yeah. was good. And I think that kind of circling back to the the idea that they could have just shown us a little more context of who these people were. Totally. But right before yeah. we like, I know that it was a very it was a very jarring beginning sequence to watch them just like murder this other cop out of nowhere. But yeah. they could have even had that same effect. But then like, you know, forty eight hours earlier, show us a little bit of those like, you know those those bits and pieces that we saw scattered throughout that are supposed to then build the character for Frank or for Joe. Yeah. Give us that because little context. Because you can do... So then we understand, oh, this guy's actually a good guy. He's just fallen into this sh- shitty situation and now he's got to figure his way out, right? Yeah, you, you watch... Let's say that we take the pilot episode. You watch the, the initial thing that we see as is, right? Yep. And then it cuts to the opening credit title, you know, it's 15, 20 seconds. And then it goes to, and then the first thing you see after the credits is like 48 hours earlier. Right. And I exactly. see Frank working really diligently, solving a case legitimately, doing everything by exactly. the book, interacting with Katya, who he cares about. And we have a good presentation for, to show that she's, you know, from a, a background, a non-traditional background of being a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And, 
how he still cares and has affection for her and is doing everything right by her. You she, you start to see Joe and Brennan organize this corrupt you know scheme that they're working on this mm-hmm. whole time, and you then see the murders that propagate the events that we just saw of them then murdering Brennan, right? Yeah. And if you do all of that, that's the first half of your first episode. You've now set up all of the setup and payoff that you need for the entire rest of the show. Yep. And that's like, we've already said this, but it's really important to note. It's like those little things of setup and payoff go so much further when you think about the context of a 10 episode show. Totally. It's one thing, you know, we talked about that single episode where you see that setup and payoff and it's really rewarding. And if they'd done it for the whole show, the whole show would have been rewarding rather than just that one episode or that one, you know, moment. Right. And it's just, it's, it's a shame, honestly. Well said. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. So, so um, my headcanon for the show would have been that in another season, because mm-hmm. we always like to talk about yep. what would have happened, is basically another very twisted kind of murder would happen that then now they're kind of trying to unravel. And I would assume that like Joe would be at the center of it, like having committed some atrocity. And now we're kind of seeing Frank versus Joe rather than them being on the same side. Mm. Like Frank legitimately trying to uncover what Joe has done because he knows... You know, maybe it's even the death of Katya, right? Like, we know that Joe did it. We saw in last season that that's what happened. Yeah. And now Frank is, like, on this crusade to try and solve it and is pitting these two f- frenemies against one another. Uh, and I think that could have been interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. For season two, I feel like I feel like um, maybe we see uh, Frank trying to win his integrity back. Yeah. Maybe within himself. Kind of like win his mm-hmm. his win himself over, I guess, right? Because well, trying to maybe clean his hands that have been dirtied and kind of like uh, deal with um, kind of uncovering the truth of the murders that were all ruled in incorrectly as suicides, maybe. Um, oh yeah, like going back through, maybe joining IA's team a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then you have, I, I think that the IA guy uh, had resigned. He had a box and had all his things, so I'm pretty sure he left. Oh, or yeah, either that or he was fired because he, he, like, had yeah, a, he yeah. lost it. Um, so you see maybe Frank being IA, and then, um, you know, I, I don't know. And then I, I think we would also see, so Damon had been shot and run over uh, by a warring, warring faction in Detroit, and so obviously we're going to have to see something about them. Don't know what it is, don't care to speculate, but obviously... Um, there's going to be some kind of like war going on there on the criminal side of things. Um, and they also did kill uh, Skelos, which was like the other like main leader, one of the other main leaders. Right. Like, so you have He's like one of the mob bosses. Yeah. We have like two different mob bosses basically. And then the Damon and his crew and they killed one of the mob bosses and then he got killed. So it's just this whole messy criminal attempt to be the wire situation that just didn't quite, didn't quite hit as well. Um, so obviously we're going to have to see something about that, but I don't know. I feel like we really just maybe see Frank struggle with, um, trying to get back to a place of having integrity and being a good person. I don't know. That's the best I've got. Um, um, kind of, so I just was looking at the IMDb trivia of this. Okay. And there's only three points of trivia. Uh, as with any good canceled show after one season, sure. we're always limited to the interesting things that we can share about it. Mm-hmm. But this one is genuinely actually interesting. Uh, this American version is adapted from a 2006 British television movie of the same name, Low Winter that. Sun, which yeah. aired in 2006, also starred Mark Strong as Detective Frank Agnew. No way. I, that I didn't so he, know. Yeah, so I just looked at that because it's reference. Like, you, there's a link to the what? movie, and on the cover is a younger Mark Strong. Who and the synopsis of this movie is uh, Frank Agnew is a police detective who kills for revenge and naively believes he's engineered the perfect crime. Uh, the the other lead is uh, Joe Geddes, and like, there's a lot of uh, you know mutually named characters. It's obviously a different show and, uh, you know, it's a movie rather than a TV show. But the fact that he's playing the same character in a British versus an American version is just very interesting to me. And I think why they wanted to uh, turn, you know, why AMC bought the rights and wanted to take this movie, presumably, you know, somewhat well regarded. They had the access to the original actor. It's kind of a fun connection. I don't know. 
That's really interesting because I actually saw, um, when you know, getting getting ready for this, I just googled low winter sun, so I had like the yeah, we, up we and do a little bit of research and try to find and, where we can watch the show. And I did see this, the movie poster right. for it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I don't, I, I don't remember that guy in the show. I did see that there obviously was um, a series, or a, a, not a series, but a television movie. I didn't look into it, though, so I didn't realize that, that I was looking at the movie poster for the television movie. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting choice uh, to bring. Just a fun little factoid. Maybe watch the movie yeah. if you enjoy our discussion. You can let us know uh, if it was any good. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe that'll be worth the watch. Who knows? I mean, it must have been good enough to want to make a series out of i don't know i mean so. i feel like that you can uh say that about a lot of the things that you and i watch uh where we would assume that because it's a spinoff or something related to it yeah true yeah um well i'm just gonna go with our star readings because I, I don't know how many more bad things i can say about this show <laughs> I'm getting kind of drained. We we've gave it some we gave it some <laughs> good things. No, I know. This has two BAFTA nominations. Really? This movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, yeah. Best um, drama serial and best director in 2007. It didn't win, but I mean yeah, the fact that it was I mean, nominated for two things versus something. a canceled television show yeah. with like a whatever rating on Rotten Tomatoes, I think that probably shows that the movie's better. Yeah, our our ratings aside, it sounds like you should probably just watch the movie instead of this show. <laughs> yeah, because it's a very similar show, and it yeah. even stars the same person. Yeah, so. yeah, it's basically the same thing. You can it's still enjoy Mark form. Strong's yeah. extremely good acting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Even while watching. Anyway, uh, tell tell the folks about our star ratings. Sure. Uh, so a zero out of five is going to be um, a show that none of sh- should have never gone past uh, just an idea. Should have just been a fleeting idea, and that's all. Uh, one out of five um, is a show that deserved a pilot and nothing more. Two is going to be a show that was rightfully canceled after one season, uh, no more, no less. Three is a series that um, could have could have taken another season, could just leave it as it is. Um, if you like our conversation and you like the themes that it sounds like are covered in the sh- in the series, go ahead and give it a watch at your own risk. Uh, four is going to be a series that we definitely think deserved more than one season and we're, we're pretty, pretty sad about it. Uh, we really would have liked to see at least two more seasons. Maybe uh, a five out of five is going to be uh star or shows that were, there were criminal to have been canceled. Um, if you listen to last uh, episode, freaks and geeks, spoilers, think, think, think freaks <laughs> and geeks, right? Yeah. Um, those are the five out of five shows that, um, that really shouldn't have been canceled. And, and it's honestly just kind of a sad thing for pop culture that they were. Um, so yeah, uh, with that, I am going to give this a two. I'm going to give this a two. Um, yep. I know what the pilot was, right? But I think that this show was good enough to have been a good show. They just needed to yeah. Yeah, yeah. rearrange some things and make me care more about their main character. And make yep. him seem more like someone who's redeemable or was a good person prior to prior to the events of the series. So, Yeah, I uh, 100% agree. It is also two for me. Yeah. It's that show where it had the one season and was canceled yep. and deserved to be canceled. But if you just rearrange some things, exactly. you don't even need to shoot new things. You just need to show them in a different order. Totally. It becomes a three, right? Yep. Uh, it's. It, yep. I don't know if it would have ever been a four category for either of us. No. Maybe in a perfect world and some drastic rewrites. But like this show had a three in its grasp and let it slip through because of the ordering of the events yep. and not presenting its characters well, which we we talk about so much is the way that we see a character and the way that they present a narrative to us, the, the show and the producers and the writers. Mm-hmm. And this just misses the mark. So I think two is totally earned and fair. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there was even some decent character development and character work. And, and like you said, great actors, um, great performances, just, you know, didn't get enough of a foundation for some, some of the folks, uh, characters. Precisely. So. Yeah. Um, Presley, where can they find information about us? Where they can get in contact. Uh, well, the best place is obviously our website, season1pod.com. 
you can find our episode lists, all of our recordings, uh, synopsis, everything there. We have merchandise. Uh, we also have a Patreon if you care to contribute to helping us pay to watch all these shows because we often have to buy new subscription services just True. to watch one season of a television show. Uh, no pressure, though. We just appreciate it. Uh, and you can also find us on all of our social medias at season underscore one underscore pod. That should be true for all of them. Uh, we also have a subreddit, r slash season one pod. And uh, those are the best place to get in touch with us and chat with us and watch little video clips. Great way to share uh, episodes, uh, little snippets that we think are funny or cute or interesting to your friends uh, if you're wanting to spread the show around. And then finally, what we truly, truly appreciate more than anything is a uh, rating and review on whatever podcatcher you use. Uh, that is what goes the furthest to expanding our audience, mm-hmm. making sure that we know we're doing a good service to the people. Yep. We did, we've did. we found some good shows. I promise you there are some good shows that we have watched. Yep. I think we can count at least three of them at this point out of mm-hmm. the 34 or so episodes. So we're, we're doing the Lord's work here. There are more on uh, the list, we would I love promise. to share it with more people. They're going to happen. No, there's definitely more on the list. And, and even there are going to be ones where we might drastically disagree yeah. for some reason or yep. another. Um. And then uh, finally, this is kind of unrelated, but you know, if you if there's a show that you really are desperate to see us talk about that either isn't on our list or that you want to be a, a guest star on, let us know, and we you know we might bring you on. And uh, just like we had our, our friend Anna come on, uh, we want to have our friends and people that are really passionate plead their case for a show to us yeah. because we think it's kind of fun to bring in that new perspective. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Freaks and Geeks is a bit of a ringer, but uh, yeah. you never know. Maybe someone brings in a show that is trash and can convince <laughs> us to make it better i don't know maybe it's an alcatraz where their affinity for it really uh, changes changes the context and the landscape of our dialogue yeah are are you passionate about one of the 300 shows that was canceled in 2007 let us know (laughs) you want to be on the episode tell us why it's great yeah yeah i agree um and then now it's time are you ready for the next show that we are going to watch i am that i'm going to pick i am i to be honest, I'm unsure if I've ever been more ready in my life. <laughs> okay, well, the next show that we are going to watch is called Imaginary Mary. Imaginary Mary. Ooh. Imaginary Mary. Can you tell me anything about it, or do you know anything about it? I do know something about it. I did look it up just because I picked the name out of the hat, and I said, I'm doing this, and then I'll look it up and just read the synopsis. Basically, okay. a very career-driven, single-minded, determined woman. Uh, life is kind of set up in like into upheaval as she joins a family with three kids and a husband. And uh, right as that's all unfolding, uh, her imaginary friend from her childhood suddenly reappears voiced by Rachel Dratch and is, uh, I don't know if causing havoc or trying to help her. I don't know the context, but that's basically the the elevator pitch of the show where this imaginary friend just returns. And, you know, it's one that she had as a child. So. Wow. (laughs) I looked it up. This will be, this will be, uh, here's what I'll we, say. I'm not going to give we a We just rating. watched a gritty. I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'll say is it looks like it's one of the TV shows of all time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We just watched a gritty crop drama. I yep. wanted to bring some different energy to the show. I would. And so we're going to watch yeah. a silly random show Sounds from good. probably NBC yeah. that was canceled after nine episodes. Sounds Sue good. Me. This is definitely a uh, different a different energy, a different vibe. So what if I can't yeah. wait for this to be like, holy shit, this show had some stuff to five, say. Five out of amazing. five is the best show I've five watched. Out of, six out of five. Better <laughs> than wait. Freaks and Geeks. I can't wait. Um, no, but I think it'll be fun. And, yeah. you know, that's the whole point is we never know. Uh, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. And uh, hopefully our audience hasn't seen it and we can let them know what we think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've done it. I think we're at the end of our show now. Yep. Uh, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And until next time, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. We watch it so you don't have to.